Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 225 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about the sign of Christmas. Let's dive in. Well, we are in a very special Advent Christmas mini-series on the podcast. And last time, we were talking about this incredible concept of Jesus being born in a stable. There is such a phenomenal picture of the gospel of Jesus Christ when you realize that Jesus came as a babe and was willing to be born in a mucky stable. Now, if you haven't listened to that episode, I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode 224 where we dive into that concept. In today's episode, I want to take another perspective on this idea of the coming of Christ. In fact, this is probably one of my favorite things to ponder at this time of the year. And it comes out of Luke chapter two. And we know that when Jesus was born, he was born in a town called Bethlehem. Now, Bethlehem is about five miles south of Jerusalem, and it's in this great little area. It's right on the border of the wilderness, and it's basically a little shepherd's town. Now, it's not just a shepherd's town because David, the great king of yesteryear, was born there. That was his hometown, and he was a shepherd. The whole region of Bethlehem is set up as a great place to raise sheep. In fact, even to this day, they still raise a lot of sheep in and around Bethlehem. So here's Joseph and Mary, and they make the travel, you know, 80 to 100 miles from the Nazareth area up there in the Galilee down to Bethlehem. Now, you know the story, but there's no room anywhere for them to stay. And it is interesting, most scholars suggest that the town of Bethlehem probably would have been rather small, probably just a couple hundred people. And as such, it is interesting that there is no places. Now, this is a hospitality culture, which means that everyone who's traveling around, my guess is not only was, you know, probably the one in in the town filled, but also all the homes of the town must have been rather booked as well. And so as such, they have no place to stay. And so they go and find this stable. Now, scholars, again, speculate of what this may be. And I mentioned this in the last podcast, but, you know, maybe it was a 
the bottom portion of someone's house. So again, a lot of times they'd build their houses over what would be what we would consider a stable. And that way the heat of the animals in the wintertime would afford us the heat that would help us as we slept. But maybe, and my, my personal guess is it's probably more likely one of the shepherd's caves in and around Bethlehem. And all around Bethlehem, there's these ancient caves that were great for shepherds. So it just kind of gives this little awning that lets you be in and out of the rain or the snow or whatever it may be that was falling. And the shepherds of Bethlehem would often use these, especially for the birth of little lambs. And that's probably the biggest reason that I lean that direction. One, we just don't know. But when you look at this particular story in Luke chapter 2, what you see is it's an incredible parallel to the birth of little lambs. Now, we know that Jesus is the Lamb of God. So I just find it profound that he was likely born in the same kind of places that little sheep would have been born. So let me read this. This is Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. Now, I know you know this story, but I want to bring out a concept or this idea that a lot of times we just skip over in this particular passage. So Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8, says this. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to the shepherds, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there with the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. What an incredible passage. Could you imagine being the shepherds out, out on this just rather normal evening? Now, in this culture, most of the time, the shepherding was given to the youngest people in the family. And a lot of times it was the teenagers who were given the responsibility of being a shepherd. So the assumption is then, if you can imagine this, here is this big sheep flock, you know, and they're out in the fields and there's a whole bunch of teenage boys watching the sheep. And in the midst of all this, who does the angel go to? Well, the angel goes to a bunch of teenage boys and I just, that just tickles me. I just love the idea uh, that God values teenage boys. <laughs> they are valuable uh, to the kingdom. And in this case, the birth of Christ. And listen to what the angel says. And, and I find this so profound. After the angel says, do not fear. The angel says, for there is born to you this day in the city of David, or in other words, the city of Bethlehem, a savior who is Christ or the Messiah, our Lord. And then in verse 12, this is what the angel says. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. So the angel says that, hey, the Messiah has come. The Messiah is being born and he is our savior and Lord. And then there's a sign associated with that savior. That there is this sign, there is this picture that you will know it's the Messiah because there is evidence in a sign. Well, what's the sign? Verse 12 says, 
that you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And that really begs the question, why would a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, be a sign to shepherds? Well, when you begin to realize that Bethlehem was actually the town of priestly shepherds, it's overwhelmingly profound what this sign pictures or points to. See, Bethlehem, being only five miles from Jerusalem and a great place to raise sheep, was often the place where they would go to get the sacrificial lambs for the temple sacrifice. And so, you know, for the daily sacrifice or the yearly Passover lamb, all of those lambs were raised in this town called Bethlehem. And the shepherds of this town, most scholars suggest that they were not just regular shepherds, they were the priestly shepherds that were overseeing the flocks for the temple. Now, what they would do is because if you have a lamb, supposedly, I've never been a shepherd, (laughs) but what I've been told is that the first several hours of the birth of a lamb, that's when they're most vulnerable. And it's because they're getting up on their feet and they're trying to walk around. And oftentimes a little lamb can break its legs if it's trying to move around or, you know, bumps into something or falls down. And so what these priestly shepherds would do, because they had to have a perfect lamb, a lamb without spot or blemish or a broken bone. So what they would do is they would take the lambs right after they were born. They would lay them in a manger, right? A feeding trough. And that way they can kind of hold the little lamb down and they would take swaddling clothes and swaddle the little lamb's legs up against the body. And they would keep it wrapped up for several hours until that lamb kind of calmed down and, and it was kind of in a stable position so that it wouldn't hurt itself. Again, they were raising lambs for the sacrifice down at the temple. Now, if you have that in your mind and you come to our passage, it is overwhelmingly incredible because here is this angel who goes to priestly shepherds and says, look, the Messiah has been born. The one we've been waiting for all these years, the one that all of our sacrifices and festivals and holidays point to has been born. Well, let me tell you what the sign's going to be for that. There is going to be evidence that he is the Messiah. See, just as you wrap a little lamb for sacrifice down at the temple up in Jerusalem, so too this Messiah has been wrapped in swaddling clothes and he's lying in that feeding trough. So could you imagine here are these shepherds who come to this, you know, probably this cave and they look in and here's Joseph and Mary And they are dumbstruck by the reality of here is a little baby who's wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in this feeding trough. And immediately in their mind, what they are associating with this little babe is the fact that this babe is a child of sacrifice, that this baby is going to be taken up to Jerusalem and given as a lamb of God, the perfect lamb of God. And that's exactly what we see happening 33 years later, that here is Jesus, the Lamb of God, who goes up to Jerusalem and is literally given as the perfect sacrifice for our sins. And even the name of this baby, the name Jesus, the name means God is salvation. Do you realize that God is our salvation? That Jesus is what we need. And he is the perfect lamb. He is the perfect sacrifice that we have been waiting for. 
can I encourage you as we come into this Christmas season, let us not forget that he is the perfect sacrifice. That that as we celebrate his life, we're not just celebrating his birth. We're celebrating his life, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Because all of that is starting here at the birth. See, it's not just a birth we are celebrating. We are celebrating the totality of all of who Jesus is and all that he has done. No wonder this is a season to rejoice and celebrate the wonder of the coming of our King. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, including a whole bunch of other resources to help you grow in your faith, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 225 for episode 225. And until next time, where we're going to continue talking about the coming of our King in this wonderful Advent season, know I am cheering you on and praying for you as you build your life around Jesus Christ.